0: Hey, reach paramount welcome to our podcast hey this message is from our midweek service with our worship leader omar lopez jr and a message he's entitled the good shepherd enjoy this message all right how's everyone doing all right so glad to be here tonight don't you just love the presence of the lord don't you just man we, i love the presence of the lord so much he dwells he dwells where we are and where we honor. He inhabits the praises of his people. So where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. So Jesus is here with us. The Lord is here. Can we just, can we just honor his presence? Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. All right, you may be seated. maybe seated tonight. We're, we're, we're sitting in the presence of the Lord tonight. And so I'm so grateful to be here. I mean, every every opportunity to speak and share in this church is such a privilege and and an honor. And, um, you know, you, you just can't take it lightly. And so, honestly, this is the best church in the world. This is the best church in the world with family. Man, it doesn't get better than that. Um, before, uh, before I get started anyway, I just want to honor our pastors, Pastor Omar and Pastor Lethe, um, man, just stewarding this house and leading us, and of course, our assistant pastors, Isaac and Liz, and Rob and Carly, our evangelists, John and Christina and Diga and Jess, and youth pastors, Jacob and Linda. We just have some incredible, an incredible pastoral team here, and, and uh, man, honestly, we're, we're blessed. If you didn't know, we are blessed. Um, But I turned off my mic. Um, I'm not used to holding uh, this one. Um, I want to talk about Jesus being the good shepherd. How many know that we have to follow Jesus? He is our guide. But if we so choose to follow him, it's our choice. Um, There are a number of things that I'm going to cover tonight. But I want you to realize that the Lord wants you to follow him. He desires for you to trust him. That's the heart of God throughout scripture. He desires that we trust and follow him and not do it in our own strength, not do what we want to do, but do what he desires of us because the Lord knows best. The Lord knows best. Um, And there's a difference between following Jesus or coming to church and hearing a pretty sermon on a Sunday. Um, You're not hearing a pretty sermon tonight, but, uh, or just... Anytime you come to church, it doesn't mean you're following Jesus. It's a good place to be, and I'm glad you're here. But it doesn't mean you're following Jesus. Um, you know, I want to read. I want to read uh, our main text out of Psalm 23, and I'm going to ask you to stand one more time. I know we just sat down, but we normally don't do this. But um, I want to honor the Word of God. It's. It's. There's nothing like the Word. We, there's no more important Word than the Word of God. So Psalm 23 out of the new king james version if you're taking notes it says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want uh, the new living says i have all that i need uh, he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me besides the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's so good. So let's pray. So Lord, we thank you tonight for your word. Lord, I pray that we would take an internal inventory of our hearts and our lives and and we evaluate what is actually leading us and that we would commit to following you wholeheartedly. Lord, let nothing come between us and you and your leading. I pray that it would be that your words would be heard tonight and no one else's. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. So the Lord is the good shepherd. He's our guide, and um, and he's, he's such a good leader. He's such a good shepherd. Um, again, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And so many times we can't just... Um, think that we know best. We know it better than the Lord. No, I've, I've, I've seen this before, but God knows best. And so I want to lay some things out tonight. And I want to just, it's a simple message. I just want to simplify what can be trivial a lot of the times. And although life is complex and filled with so many um, unending questions. and um, But one thing is true. We're, we're all going forward. Life is moving on and we're all headed somewhere. We're all pointed in one direction or another. Um, it's, it's moving forward. Whether it be, whether right now you're, you're in a time of celebration, a time of mourning, a setback, or a victory, we're all in some direction. We're all pointed somewhere. Um, there are a few places we can be looking at. We can sometimes be caught up in the past, the what-ifs the could have, should have, filled with regret, I could have done this. Man, if only I did that, I wouldn't be here. Um, or sometimes you can be in the now and there's a difference between the present, being in the present, being with others. Here we are in the present, or just caught up in the now, living for today, selfishly looking, living for today, not worrying about what other people think, not how, not worrying about how it may affect our decisions, may affect others. It could also be a critical spirit. We're just judging others. We're we're criticizing, and not lifting up, not encouraging. Just just so that you can look good today. And not not caring about what, how it affects them, or we can be obviously past present, or we can be concerned about the future. And this is those that are just constantly filled with anxiety, with worry, with like how how is tomorrow going to look? What are they going to think about me? Um, just constantly looking ahead, um, worrying about what other thing, people think about you, um, and. Those timelines, you know, past, present, future, there's nothing wrong with, with cherishing the past and looking back. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with looking back or, or being present, being in the now, living in the now. In, in fact, like, all we have is the now. Or planning ahead, we can, we can always invest um, for the future. Proverbs teaches us to invest. It doesn't say crypto, but if that's your thing, you can. Um, uh, but the real question at the end of the day is, are we following Jesus? he's the good shepherd are we listening for his voice or have we become so enamored with our lives that we let that lead us or are allowing others to others opinions to lead that for us so again this is a simple message of an internal evaluation an internal look at the direction of our lives and another question is do we even know what following jesus looks like we got a million sermons online on YouTube, on podcasts. We've heard different discussions, this and that, theology, and those are all good things. But are we actually just listening to that and just surrounding ourselves with with information? Or are we following Jesus? Are we Christians in name only? Who or what actually has our attention? Jesus calls us to follow Him. To follow Him. Verse one of our main text says this, and uh, the Lord is my shepherd, and the new living says, I have all that I need. You know, in Jesus, you really have all you need. He's, he's the fullness of life. And when I say that, I, I, I hope you understand what I mean, because in his presence, we have the fullness of life. He is all that is good is found in the Lord. Uh, Psalm 16 verse 11. There's true joy found in the Lord. Psalm sixteen eleven says, You will make known to me the way of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever. The Lord wants us to live in fullness. In, in, filled with, filled with um, life and life more abundantly. You know, the other day, a couple of days ago, we were playing um, a game, but it wasn't really a game. It's more of like a prompt to just connect, ask questions or asked, and then you can answer them. It's to go into a deeper level with friends and, um, you know, just have a deeper relationship with people. And one of the questions that were asked to me is, what, what moment were you most alive? Did you feel most alive? And it didn't really take long for me to think because I can think about, like, you know, some good occasions. I can think about a trip to Disneyland. I can think because I love Disney. And I can think about just, you know, holidays, Thanksgiving's coming up, Christmas. Um, I can think of all those things. But honestly, I I can say without um, any doubt that it's in the presence of the Lord. It is truly in the presence of the Lord. I remember one specific moment where I was um, I was standing over here during an altar call and I just it was I was in the glory I didn't care about anybody around me. I, I forgot that people were around me I was just in his presence and I was telling the Lord Lord. I was made for this I was made for this. There's nothing like your presence. i you are you are most yourself in his presence You're most yourself with him and then I, when you when you know the music comes down and service is dismissed, I just feel joy. I just feel complete. I feel wholeness. I have no worry. I have no care. All that's gone behind me because I'm set my eyes on Him. We set our eyes on Him. There's peace in His presence. There's peace when we have when we look to Jesus. Philippians four six through seven and the ESV. Says, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but everything in prayer. But in everything, by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ. True peace can only be found from the Lord. Peace is, I mean, there's so many benefits that come with Jesus, with looking to Him. And peace is something that cannot be duplicated. It cannot be manufactured. True peace can only be found in the Lord. Um, a few weeks ago, I was watching, um, just going through YouTube, and a, a suggestion came up. And I don't know if you, anybody is familiar with Jordan Peterson, but he's a clinical psychologist. He's a professor. Really, uh, just honestly, I was. Uh, you listen, if you ever listen to him... I feel like he's on the cusp of becoming a a Christian and following Jesus, just those things that he he teaches. Anyway, um, during the pandemic, he started a podcast. And so his daughter um, had him on with another pastor and she said that she found found God. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is really interesting because I really like him and I'm hoping that one day he can just proclaim Jesus as his savior. So she's sharing how she found God. Um, She was going through just a time of anxiety It just a time of worry. She didn't get into specifics, but she said that she just, I don't remember. She said that she just decided to read the Bible. She had a friend who was a Christian, and so she wanted to know a little bit more of the Bible. Uh, Her mom was a Catholic, but she just felt it was a little more condemning um, than anything. And her her dad actually taught a lot of the Old Testament just for his... uh, for what he was teaching. But anyway, she um, she started reading and she started praying, just taking the time consistently doing that. And she said, as she did this, tremendous peace came over her life that she's never experienced before. And she can only attribute that to just pursuing God. And I find that it's so true because it's like, oh yeah, there, there is no other peace like the peace of God. You know, you, you kind of forget how good you have it. Um, when you when you're actually just around it all the time, you're like, oh, that's why the gospel is so important to be preached because there is lost people who need who need Jesus, who need a savior, who need uh, to experience the peace. But just wanted to grab that he's the Prince of Peace. Um, Psalm 34 verse 9 says this: "Fear the Lord, you His godly people, for those who fear Him will have all they need." These are good promises to write down. FYI, Psalm 37:25 says, Once I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. Honestly, you couldn't write enough songs or enough sermons about the provision of God. I and mean, we just heard a, an offering message about God's providing, God's full of blessing and favor. You couldn't write enough songs, you couldn't write enough sermons about the, the provision of God. God desires that we follow and He provides and He takes care of us. This goes all the way back to the garden. If you remember, Adam and Eve, they were they just, you know, they were created and they had all they need. The Lord said, Hey, look, look what I gave you. This is this is good. You can have everything, and of course we know the story, but they the Lord wants to provide. He wants to for, He wants for us to have Him as our provider. Communion of God, with God in, in every resource possible. And it remains the same today. All that requires is that we trust him. Because I've seen the faithfulness of God in my life. I Never, never once have I I've felt abandoned or um, not taken care of. And I'm looking out in this room and I'm looking at stories of God's faithfulness. My, stories of God's faithfulness and his transforming power and his love. You, you couldn't, man, you couldn't make this up. The Lord is too good. The Lord, don't forget how good God's been to you. Don't forget that. You know, we, throughout scripture, we see that that's God's character, that's His intent throughout on display, and His intention is to take care of us. Man, if we if we grab this, that okay, yeah, it's all about Jesus, it's just all about looking to Him and trusting Him. It's that simple. We can complicate. Uh, serving the Lord, and and yes, we can talk about we got to pick up our cross and follow Him. There's 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 not promise that it's going to always be easy, but it's so simple. It's just about Jesus. Uh, verse two of our text, Psalm twenty three. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside the still waters. So this again speaks to just an abundance, a fulfilled or filled life, um, a place of abundance, but. Um, Yes, he wants us to live fulfilled lives, but it's his abundance we are to live in. You know, we can conjure up meaningless ways to live our lives. They're mostly fleeting moments, but it's not until after the past do we realize how foolish they really were. Who's been there? Who's been there? God's way of living is a better than. It's a higher way of life. It's simple. We can trivialize it, but it's, the key is this, to putting him right front and center of everything that we do. You know, we're foolish if we just add a sprinkle of the Lord here, sprinkle of the Lord there, put a bumper sticker, you know, honk if you love Jesus and that doesn't that's not following Jesus. We have to make him not just a part of our lives, but a priority. First and prime pri, uh, primary thing. So, what who or what are you living for? We all have that choice. We get this one life to live. What are we doing with it? You ever stop to think, I mean, really, just stop to think about your current state of, of life and where you're at today. Why, ask yourself, why, why do I do what I do? What got me here to this spot today? What's, what's directing my life? What is leading my life? And then ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now and the way I'm living in complete surrender to Jesus? You know, so if we, whether or not we like to admit that, there's there's always a reason why we do what we do. Always a reason. You know, we can we can make excuses, we can blame others, but it's it's honestly our choice, and what we do is up to us. And so, at the end of the day, we all choose to follow Jesus, or we choose not to. It's intentional. It's so intentional. And he, I'm gonna just give you one of the I talked about looking to him, but. Here's, here's, the, here's the key in Hebrews 12, 1 through two. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which, which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand, the right hand of the throne of God. The New American Standard Bible says this in verse two, fixing our eyes on Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. That's the key, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And one of the best ways to get right back on track is to put everything else aside, your goals, the the you on the the exterior, on the outside, and to look at Jesus and it's it's practical, It's, it's simple. It's your posture of your heart. What's, what's directing it? What is driving your heart? What is driving your life? And um, Tiga said, did such a great job describing uh, our lives and where we're looking at. One of the, I love what he said. He's said, spiritual growth, and this is what we all need. Spiritual growth is when the, your inner man, and spirit, influences your outer man. So we're so caught up looking at the exterior, the outside things, but we have to look internally. The Lord dwells in you, remember. The Lord dwells in you. And if you have a, comp- if you have a hard time just, you know, um, really answering and asking yourself those, those hard questions, and of course we can all lie to ourselves, but I, want, I truly want you to take a deep dive with the Lord and allow Him to show you. We just had an entire two months on this Chambers and the Heart uh, series. And so remember where David said, search me, O God. So basically, show me what's, what I don't see. I think I'm, I'm pretty good with you, but, but here, here's this other door that you, you may have not checked. What else, what else is there? Because I don't want anything coming between me and you. Because we know ourselves, we know ourselves. And when we fix our eyes on Jesus, just like that classic song says, it's, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light in, in, of your glory and grace. Everything fades away to, to meaningless, it, it, it doesn't matter. All that stuff, all that fluff. Life is good. God wants us to enjoy life, but all the stuff that we just think that is the most important is is it's not. <laughs> i going to say a couple other things, but it's not. You know, we I think we we've long looked at other things. You've long looked at other things too long. See where see how that's gotten you where you're at. First John two fifteen through seventeen says this: Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. What has captivated the affection of your heart and then what is stealing the 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 affection for the Lord so how do we actively do this we're looking at Jesus but how do we actively do that we're, we're we want to get rid of the the weight that holds us back last week I, I was in the room and I heard uh, Pastor Willie McDowell preach and, and just an impactful message and so he said just this next point and I just I had to add it in here because it's just so good. Leviticus 6, verse 9, and then uh, 12 and 13. It says, Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the burnt offering. So the Lord's instructing them how he wants them to worship. This is is, uh, the old covenant. Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the burnt offering. The burnt offering must be left on top of the altar until the next morning, and the fire in the altar must be kept burning all night. Verse 12. Meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning, the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offerings on it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altars at all times. It must never go out. So, of course, this is, again, the example of how they offered and sacrificed to the Lord. This was a shadow of things to come. He says, how do do we keep the fire burning on the altar? It's really, really simple. And you're gonna want something more, but it's really simple. Each day you wake up and and you tell the Lord this, I surrender. I surrender, Lord. Everything I want to achieve, all my goals, my family, my life, Lord, I surrender, I give it to you. And, And don't forget, he's the good shepherd. He's not gonna hurt us. He's not gonna lead us astray. He's the good shepherd. All we have to do is give it up and trust him. See, the fire must have something to consume. When we when we get distracted with so many different things, it's almost like we're carrying this this big um <laughs> like Santa Claus, you know, bag. It's like endless. It's, you know, like this anyway. Um it's just endless all this stuff that we put in. Um That's fresh wood. That's fresh wood for the Lord. That's fresh wood to burn in surrender. Some of us have left the fire of our hearts burn out. That's supposed to burn for the Lord. Add fresh wood. Add fresh wood. The Apostle Paul makes this correlation of of this old covenant into the new covenant uh, that we have with Jesus in Romans 12. Verse 1 in the New Living, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. I'm going to read that in the Passion Translation. I just like the way it says it here. It says, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experience all that he experiencing all that delights his heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. So this is our, our worship to the Lord, uh, the daily yes. We give him our daily yes and we say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender. And in that moment we're we're now in line, we're looking to the Lord as our focus, as our aim. Verse two seals this thought and how, how all this works. Romans 12, two. says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Where Sometimes we can't even hear the voice of God because we're just so distracted with everything else. It says, um, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. When our eyes are not fixed on Jesus, we just do what everyone else is doing. We just do what the world is doing. We cling to whatever we're looking at. Isn't that so true? We cling to what we're looking at. And I love what Bill Johnson says about worship. He says, we become what we worship. We're all worshiping, we're all worshiping something. When we're we're looking to Jesus, we, we then see we're in the full alignment. We see who he is and we become like him. We become, we have the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Are you looking at him? Verse three says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I'll say this, there's a place of humility that we must remain in where our need of the Lord never ends. You know, we'll never come to a place of arrival. We have to maintain a deep reverence and understanding of our need for him. You don't ever graduate. You don't ever say, I'm five, I'm 10 years in. Thank you, Lord, I've got it. I got it, I'm good. Because as soon as we think we've, we have it and we understand it, we have it figured out, that's the beginning of pride. We then become susceptible for other things to creep in and like pride and uh, jealousy, anger. That's why protecting our heart is so important. The Proverbs says, guard your heart above all else. It's, it's invaluable. You, you can't not but guard your heart. Um, again, we can't ever come to a place of arrival. His grace is, is what we have to depend on. Um, if you remember King Saul... God chose him. It was God's man. He he was the guy. You're reading in scripture. You're reading about like how God chose him, how he's how the prophet anointed him. He said when you go to down to meet the prophets, you will not be you'll become like another man. And that's he became. He was God's man. But the thing is, he let the opinions of others sway. His command was to destroy all the. I believe is the Amalekites or. Um, the other army destroyed everything and then wait for Samuel to sacrifice to the Lord he decided you know what he let other people's opinions dictate what he did and then when the prophet confronted him he said oh but we're, we're, we we want to I want to worship I want to worship the Lord and it made it about him this is how you can so easily just deliberately disobey God when you allow praises and pleasing people to overrule what God has commanded let me, let me say this. What has kept you in line will keep you. You know, if you remember when you first got saved, you said, I can't do this anymore. I can't watch that. I can't go here. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you anymore. Old relationship that just honestly distracted you. And then again, you know, we're, I'm five, 10 years in, I've got this, I'm good. It's, yeah, that's okay, I can do that. And little by little, you start creeping away, keeping your eyes veering off this way. And you're like, oh no, I, th- I think I got control. And, but then you allow those things back into your life. And you forget the reason why God said you can't do that in the first place. You know, there are safeguards that God specifically places on your life because He knows what's best for you, He knows how your heart thinks, He knows how your heart feels. Place it back on the altar. Place it back on the altar. Verse four, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Lord is a good shepherd. That's what walking with Jesus is like. He's guiding us, but he's also also disciplining us. mm -hmm. No, not that anymore. No, remember what you said? Say, I'm sorry. Forgive them. Lord, but, no, forgive them. How many times forgive them? He's a good shepherd. He's correcting and directing us. And walking with Jesus will most likely look different than the person, your life will look different than the person you're sitting next to. There's a way in which the Lord wants us to walk and follow after him. We can be so distracted, but them, them, them. Psalm 37 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their life. Though they stumble, they will never fail, never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. For an example of this, remember in John 21, um, Jesus resurrected from the dead and the disciples are kind of just wandering, just they don't know what to do. Um, we're kind of just lost and they go fishing and then they find jesus and they have breakfast and then jesus asks peter hey do you love me and peter's like lord you know i love you and jesus will feed my sheep so in that conversation and then he d- begins to describe hey you're gonna you're gonna die for me you're gonna die a brutal death we catch that here in verse 19 of 21 john 21 19 it says jesus said let Uh, Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved. Of course, John would say that of himself. The one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray him? Peter asked Jesus, what about him? I know what you told me, but what about him? Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. I say that to say because your walk with the Lord will most likely, again, look differently than the person you're sitting next to. And chances are your story and your journey and the struggles that you face on the day-to-day basis will not look like the person next to you. But that's the beauty of the Lord. That's the tapestry of grace. We're called to follow him. I mean, if Peter could think that, I mean, obviously we think that all the time. Uh, Philippians 1 verse 6 And this is an encouraging um, portion of scripture here I am certain that God who began the good work within you Will continue his work until it is finally finished On the day when Christ arrives So thankful for the guidance and leadership of the Lord His mercies are new every morning Verse 5 and 6 You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies You anoint my head with oil My cup runs over Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is no greater life than one that has lived following Jesus. Just knowing eternity is the greater reality. It's about following Jesus. So again, I ask, are we following Jesus, the good shepherd? Are we listening for his voice? Or have we become so enamored with our lives that we let that lead us? Who are we following? following Jesus. Why don't we bow our heads? Bow our heads tonight. I'm just so thankful for the presence of the Lord. He's in the room. He's in the room. Lord, we thank you for your consistency, your leadership, your guidance. We can't do it better than you. And thank you for extending yourself as an offering for us that we can have a life and that we have grace and mercy available. Lord, thanks that we don't have to live in the web of darkness, but we have life and we don't have to be ruled by the power of sin. But we have life because of your righteousness and your sacrifice, Lord. And so um you know, you're here tonight. And I don't want to just give you extend an extended opportunity tonight. You know, you've come up, I'm talking about following Jesus, what it, what it looks like and um, how we do it. We, we just look to him. We, we stopped it being distracted by things around us. And the Lord will meet you here. If you've never given your life to the Lord, he will meet you here. We're here to introduce you to him. He's so good. His presence is here tonight. And maybe you're out there and you, you don't know him and you've never accepted him as your lord as your savior you've never accepted christ in the life, into your life and, or maybe someone invited you and you're like what is this about you've you've never been to church or maybe you've come just a couple times you've been coming you're checking it out i want you i want to invite you to come meet jesus see the bible says that sin separates us from god and there is no way to be good enough on our own There's nothing we can do to be made right with the Lord except by His Son, except by Jesus. All we have to do is put our faith in Him. This means that we just repent of the way that we've been living and and acknowledge that, repent of it, and have faith in Jesus. So whoever you are in this room, I want you to lift your hand if that's you. Just to say, hey, I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow the Lord. It doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter where you've been. This is for you. Anybody at all, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. If this is you, I feel like it's burning in your heart. This is for you. The Lord is for you. He wants to be your God. He wants to be your guide. Simply raise your hand. The Lord is here, raise your hand. This invitation is available for you. Maybe you walked away from the Lord. Maybe you've, you've got caught up struggling with different things, got distracted. It's an opportunity for you too. If you fall into any one of those categories, this is for you. Raise your hand. Simply raise your hand. All right, why don't we just all stand here tonight? I'm going to read one more scripture. It's in Hebrews 13. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him and glory to him forever and ever. Amen. We know we're supposed to follow Jesus he's a good shepherd he knows what he's doing and I want to have a time of prayer and a meeting with the Lord and um if you would say hey I've been distracted with so many different things this or that I've been looking here and there and I haven't kept my eyes on Jesus and or maybe you haven't been intentional with your walk with the Lord and with your relationship with him. You've kind of casually just been living and going about coming to church and go to connect group, but I'm not intentionally saying, Lord, I surrender on the, on the daily. Or perhaps you found yourself back doing some old things, old sin, uh, sin habits and old cycles. And you want to make things right with the Lord. Like don't even hesitate. Just come, 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 come on, come. I want you to invite you to the altar. Make it right with the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm making you number one. Or I'm, I'm not, I can't be distracted too easily anymore. I can't, I can't get caught up in that anymore. Come. The Lord is here. Come on, the Lord is here. Come to the altar. Thank you, Jesus, for your provision. Thank you, Lord.